Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Um, my name is Donna Bowling. Donna spelled Dana. I'm here on the second row. 
Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I'm a personal branding coach, a former casting director, and today, you guys, on this beautiful Monday at 7 a.m. here in L.A., we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift, and I hope that you guys are down for the ride to talk about my obsession, my uh, my kind of going into a spiral, a tunnel, a deep dive, a hole about Taylor Swift today, and I know that some of you guys are into it because I've gotten so many DMs over the weekend as I shared it on my Instagram stories, but there's a reason. There is a reason for this, and I'm doing this segment not in my office where I normally have my roadcaster and I could pipe in some music, and I would be playing you the all-too-well 10-minute version in the background just to kind of set the scene, but what I'm going to tell you guys is a little thing about Taylor Swift. So who here knows that Taylor Swift just re-released her version of her album, Red, over this weekend. Okay, Amelia's flashing. I see flashes. Marcus. All right, all right, all right. So a bunch of you guys know she was the musical guest on SNL this weekend. I don't believe there is one person in this room that doesn't know who Taylor Swift is, so I'm not going to go there. I assume everyone knows who she is. But I'm going to tell you something. I am a late Taylor Swift fan. I am not someone that was obsessed with her upon, you know, her first her first album drop. I thought she was a little awkward, to be 100% honest. I'm 40 years old. I, I think she's about eight years younger than me. I was, like, in that weird age. I was a little older, I think, than her normal crowd when she first kind of hit the scene. But, you know, I appreciate a good jam. So I've always kind of liked her music when she's um, been on the radio. But nothing obsessive, nothing crazy, nothing that even – gave me an indication that she had this team, this army of Swifties behind her. And then, of course, you guys remember a few years ago, and I don't remember the details. I didn't do all the research on what year it was when when she got her, um, during the award ceremony, when Kanye, uh, you know, came onto the stage, I'm going to let you finish, Taylor. And everyone just was blown away that this was happening to this girl, Taylor Swift. And, you know, she had a lot of drama. I would say Taylor Swift has gone through the ringer. She has gone through the ringer in her journey up to the top. And why I say to the top, because Taylor Swift right now, by far, without a doubt, I think, is the top musical artist in this moment right now because of what she's gone through and the journey. And so here's why I want to talk about it. I'm not just here to fangirl over Taylor Swift, although I could do that. I'm talking about it because I want to connect it with us, all of us in this room, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people that are trying to build community. And this is the coolest thing about this whole experience, is that Taylor Swift has built a community like no one else has. I I can honestly, I think, say that. So Taylor Swift, a few years ago, had the, the, the news that came out. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the history of Taylor Swift, but she had the news that came out that she actually did not own all of her records. And I think this is something that happens, you know, in your life as a musician. I don't know the whole music industry. I'm sure some people on the stage do know it a lot better than I do. But the whole challenge of owning your own music. So she lost ownership to her music a couple years ago. It was very big in the in the news to Scooter Braun. It was like a big drama, big, sad moment for her. And it was depressing, and it was a whole thing. And it's such a sad thing to think you don't have ownership over your own creations. And if you watch any sort of Taylor Swift documentaries, which she has a few of them, and I highly suggest you watch them, you'll see this woman 
this young woman, right? She writes her own music. She makes her own music more so than so many other artists out there. So she really pours her heart into these songs. And years ago in 2000, I want to say 12 she, or 11, she came out with this album, Red. And this album, Red, had all of these songs that she wrote about her own experiences. And, you know, if you know Taylor Swift, you know that she dates a lot of guys. And so a lot of her songs are about her exes and the boys that she had crushes on and hurt her and the guys that she didn't like. And, you know, the way, um, you know, America works, the paparazzi, everyone kind of had an indication, oh, this song is about Joe Jonas. This song is about John Mayer. And then, of course, we'll get into Jake Gyllenhaal in just a moment. But the big thing is people were starting to kind of catch on to who is Taylor dating now? Who is she with now? What's going on? But meanwhile, years go by and, you know, she loses ownership of the music. Then Kanye steals the, the stage from her. And all of a sudden, Taylor's a little bit of an underdog here. Okay. Taylor goes from being this top pop country music star to being an underdog that people start to make fun of, that people start to kind of uh, laugh at when she talks about her feelings, when she talks about her vulnerabilities. People start to kind of put her down, and she becomes the butt of a lot of jokes for a few years. And something happened in the meantime. She had a small community, and I say small because compared to where they are now, they were small, of what they call Swifties. Swifties are Taylor Swift fans. And if you are on TikTok, all you have to do is hashtag Swifties, hashtag Swift Talk, and you will see the most incredible army of fans. But it didn't start this way. It started small, right? She had her small group, like I said, small is relative, of core fans that stuck with her through the hard times, that stuck with her when she was not the popular, most amazing, um, top-notch, hottest singer that stuck with her through all the struggles. And then meanwhile, as she started to kind of come into her own and grow up, and like I said, now I believe she's 32, maybe 33. Someone else can probably uh, correct me. Now this army of Swifties has grown, and they have grown so big that Taylor Swift doesn't need one record label or one dollar behind her marketing to explode in the music scene because her community, her Swifties, her army, they do it for her. And so this is the coolest thing. So over the weekend, you know, actually I'll go back a little bit, 2020, here we are, it's in the middle of quarantine. There's so many people that are just really struggling with mental health, depression, sadness, loneliness, and Taylor Swift writes a freaking album. She writes an album that is so incredibly good, and she releases it on her own with no backing from all the big, you know, labels and whatnot, and this ep this. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Record explodes, okay? She releases two records, Folklore and Evermore, these beautiful, beautiful records. She releases two records in the year of a pandemic that she recorded from her own 
you know, with her own self, it's, it's more so, more so than many other people can do. And so people started to get back onto this Taylor train, right? And the Swifties started to kind of get together and connect and start to really fall back in love with her. And here's the coolest thing. She communicates with her community. And I'll get into how she's using TikTok to do this. But this is something that we all need to learn. So Taylor Swift is getting bigger and bigger and bigger with her army of fans that are getting bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden she drops just a little while ago. I'm releasing a, a I'm re-releasing my red album. Red is the name of the album that she released in 2012. I'm re-releasing my album red and she doesn't drop any hints. No one knows what's going to be on the album. No one knows how many songs with their new recordings or what, but I'm re-releasing them all as Taylor's version. And sure enough on I believe it was Thursday, maybe Friday, she releases the album and people fall apart. <laughs> when I say fall apart, I swear, I promise you, if you go over to TikTok and you watch some of these videos of people's reactions and you don't understand, this is a literal, like, I, I don't even know how to use the word. I, I don't want to say cult. That sounds bad, but it is a community of people that are massively obsessed with her. And they sit there and they film themselves listening to her song for the first time, falling apart, crying, laughing, talking to their friends. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that lyric? They break apart her lyrics. They don't sleep at night. They listen obsessively. And guess what, you guys? I am a 40-year-old mama, too, and I became one of them this weekend. I became a Swifty. I sat on my own listening to the 10-minute version of a song called All Too Well that she wrote about Jake Gyllenhaal. We will get into that in just a second, like I said, 400 times if that's possible. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop listening. And then I couldn't stop getting into the rabbit hole of why and how and what. And the reason why is not because of the song. And it's not only because of Taylor Swift. It's because of her community. It's because of the Swifties. It's because of what they represent and how they get people on board. And I'm going to say, if we are doing anything right in our worlds as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as speakers, the, the one thing we need to do is focus on growing our community. That, by far, is the most important thing to do because we can't do this on our own. And the fact that Taylor Swift literally just put out an album. She didn't re-release any singles before. You know how normally with albums, like I said, I'm not in the music industry. I used to be a casting director for TV, but I am not in the music industry. But I know with like music albums, a lot of times you release the song, you kind of, you drop the seeds, you drop the seeds, you get people excited. None of that. She just posted something on her Instagram. It's coming. And that's it. And then she did something interesting. She created a short film that she directed on her own. It's beautiful. It's actually a beautiful, beautiful 10-minute short film, 15 minutes, called All Too Well. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. And it's based – she's not confirming it, but it's based on a relationship she had with the actor Jake Gyllenhaal back when she was 20 years old. And they dated for three months. They dated for three months in 2000 – I don't know. How many years ago was this? 11 years ago. They dated for three months. And this 
small relationship that they had triggered the writing of an album. And this is the interesting thing. And I, I'm not going to say this is necessarily a good thing because I actually really feel bad for Jake Gyllenhaal in this moment. But if you go to Jake Gyllenhaal's in Instagram, it's kind of funny. If you go to Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram and if you click on his first picture, which is a, a, a picture about a movie that he is releasing this weekend or this week or month or who knows what, the comments, OMG, the comment section on TikTok and the comment section on Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram is bananas because the world has come together to talk to Jake Gyllenhaal about why he broke up with Taylor Swift, why he hurt Taylor Swift. And it's unbelievable. I have not seen anything like this in God knows. I mean, this is America, right? We all, we love the comment section. We love to share our feelings and our thoughts. And yes, I do kind of feel bad for Jake Gyllenhaal because this was a three month relationship back in 2010. But I think people are doing it in good fun. I don't believe people are actually angry with him. But here's the point. You want to create a community in your own world, in your own business. The goal is to create a community that surpasses your strength, that takes you and literally can rise you up like a stage diving. You know, like a like in a, in a concert when they rise you and they, I don't know, it's not called a stage diving. It's a... Um, it's a, what, are you, what is it called? Surfing. Surfing? Like a, yeah. Yes. Stage surfing. Like that's the power of community, right? It's Wait, getting Donna, also, I'm, yeah. <laughs> these comments <laughs> are so good. There's one I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, <laughs> it's me. supposed Read to be fun. Loud. It's supposed to be fun turning 21, Jake. It was her birthday, <laughs> Jake. All too well. <laughs> The no, day after tomorrow is, wasn't even that good. That was the one yes! I saw. Oh my God, that's so good. No, the best was, um, where, uh, where is that red scarf, Jake? Where is the red scarf? Because the whole storyline is that she left her red scarf at his sister's house. And you have to get into this just because it's such good entertainment. But the point is, these people will go to bat for Taylor Swift. They will fight for her. They will argue for her. They will love on her. They will support her. They will make a 10-minute short film be watched 25 million, million times in 24 hours. 25 million times in 24 hours. It's unbelievable. Now, I don't think all of us have the ability to create communities that insanely large, that insanely powerful or strong because not all of us are Taylor Swift. Although secretly, I really wish I was because she seems really, really great. But I think the point is we need to start focusing on how we can do that in our own way, right? Like how we can do that in our own little small worlds. And I think a lot of people think unless you have that community of massive amounts of people, unless you have the community of all the world kind of behind you, it's not really going to work. Like you're not really going to hit success, but I'm going to say that if you have community of 10 people, 15 people, 20 people, a hundred people, you're doing a damn good job. You're doing a really good job because all it takes is that one. All it takes is that one person in your community. And I have a, a community platform, by the way, if you guys are interested in anything that I talk about or my kind of vibe, you can join. It's free. It's on a platform called Geneva. 
All you have to do is send me a DM over on Instagram with the word community and I'll send you the link. And you can just join a community of people that are like hearted, that have ambition, that are motivated, positive. That's my vibe, right? My vibe is that. So if you can find just those few people, and why I say that one. So I have one person that is in my community that I will honestly say is the, what's the word? Like the leader of the pack, right? She's the one that comments back to other people. She's the one that tells people that they need to join the community. She's the one that, that supports other people's comments. She's the one that shares, um, shares things that I do with the community. And, and that to me is it's not paid. She's not a paid community manager, but she's in there because she really, really supports me and believes in my, in me. She believes in me. And so all it takes is that one person and then it trickles in because that one person then becomes two and the two becomes four and then it becomes eight and 12. And before you know it, you have a solid community of people who really have your back. And that's all we really need these days in our world, right? We can't do it alone. And I say this over and over and over because I think it's really, really important that we have to stop. We have to push away this mentality of like, I don't need anyone. I'm a hustler. I can do it on my own. Yeah, well, we're not, you know, my, my six-year-old son, okay? You, you, sometimes you can't do it on your own, Oliver. Sometimes you need help. And I think a lot of times we act like children in that way. We can do it on our own. We don't need help. Oh, yes, you do. Not only do you need help, you need support. You need someone to laugh with. You need someone to cry with. You need someone to vent to. You need someone to bounce ideas off of. And all of these things are so incredibly important. And if we don't continue to really, uh, you know, work on creating that rising tide, right? If we don't work on creating that group of people that have our backs, that believe in us, that are not afraid to challenge us, but it will market us for us, right? People that will send people over to our Instagram, send people over to our programs, become ambassadors for our brands without us, you know, having to monetarily pay them. I guess that's the same thing, monetarily and pay. But you know what I mean? Like, it, that is the goal. So how was Taylor Swift able to do this? I have a couple ideas, and then I'm going to open it up if anyone wants to chat. I have a couple ideas how Taylor Swift was able to do this. Number one, I believe that she was, where's Rachel D'Alto? She was and is as relatable as a human being can be. Why? Because she talks about her struggles. She talks about her, her challenges. She talks about her anxieties, her vulnerabilities, her depressions, her feelings. She talks about and normalizes her feelings. If you guys want to jump on over to my Instagram right now, you can jump on over and you can see my post. The post that I created this, uh, that I posted this morning, it's based with my conversation that I'm going to have on my podcast on Wednesday with my very good friend and my therapist, Valerie. And the, re the reason why we uh, talked about this is she said, you know what? We give ourselves so much of a hard time when we don't have, when we don't talk about how normal it is to feel jealous. How normal it is to feel sad, 
or how normal it is to feel judgmental. I know, I know. How normal it is to compare ourselves to others. How normal it is to take things personally. If we don't normalize those things, then they become these things that are bad. But you know what? Every single one person in this room at some point in their life has experienced jealousy. And if you haven't, then maybe you need to go to a doctor because then you're missing something. There is absolutely no way that every single person in this room can say that they've never one time been jealous. I don't care if it's over a lollipop when you're five. You have these feelings. And Taylor Swift, back to Taylor, is the reason, the reason why she has created this community is because she's not scared to say it. She is not scared to straight up as a young woman, as a young woman in this, this like insanely doggy dog world, she's not scared to talk about her feelings. Do you know how cool that is? Do you know how cool and how freeing that is for a young girl, a young 16 year old girl who's struggling right now to hear Taylor Swift is too? Like that is a game changer. If I only had a celebrity that I looked up to tell me it's normal to have panic attacks when I had my first panic attack at 19 years old, it would be a game changer. Instead, I hid, I drank too much wine, and I went to a, a therapist behind, behind the scenes, and none of my friends knew. I was embarrassed. But what, what would happen if, if, if someone was like Taylor Swift then, right? What would happen if like that, that person that I was obsessed with came out and said, I have panic attacks. I would have been like, oh my God, it's not that weird. But when I was 19 in 2000, and, uh, in 2000, it wasn't as obviously open to talk about mental health. And so Taylor Swift talks about her experiences very openly, very vulnerably, and it makes people feel seen. And that is why people have jumped on, literally jumped on her bandwagon. People feel that when they break, when a man like Jake Gyllenhaal breaks up with Taylor Swift, guess what? They broke up with them too, right? Taylor's experiences are now the Swifties' experiences. Is this healthy? I don't know. It works. It works for Taylor and it works for these people because if you go on TikTok and if you go on my Instagram stories, I shared some of the TikToks yesterday as I was going through my deep dive. People are so connected. They have bonded. They have bonded over this experience. They have bonded over the trauma of Taylor Swift and her breakup and the, the guys that have hurt her and the record label and the ups and the downs and then seeing her perform on SNL this weekend for 10 minutes straight up. She did a 10-minute song. You know, I was listening to a couple podcasts of people that are massive Taylor Swift fans and they released it on Friday and they said there's no way she's performing the 10 minute version of All Too Well on SNL. No way. Because who is gonna watch a 10 minute performance on SNL? Well, I did. I did twice. And I'll do it again probably today. And if I, if I could give anyone a suggestion, it would be to watch All Too Well, the, the version on YouTube and then of course on SNL. Because you'll see, she's so captivating. She's so wonderful to watch and so easy to watch. And so she is breaking the um, glass ceiling left and right. She's breaking the box in every 
capacity. So if you are out there trying to think like, how can I do this? How can I build my community? How do I get my own Swifties, right? I call my people my ampers, my ampires, my amp it up, my ampers. I have to figure it out exactly which sounds best. But if I think about my community, how do I get them so that they want to battle for me, that they support me where I go, that they will purchase whatever it is that I release, that they will tell their friends about me, that they'll create content for me. They'll become my brand ambassadors. And the best way to do that is to let them know that you see them. Let them feel seen. You have to let your audience know that you see who they are, that you are with them through the struggle, that you understand what they are going through, and that guess what, you guys, you're not better than them. This is the key. The key, I think, in business is allowing your audience to know that you may know or be one step ahead of them, but you are in no way better than them. And you are going through everything they're going through exactly as they're going through it, maybe with a little bit more experience, maybe a step ahead. But that is the key. Because if you find someone out there right now that you're listening to here on Clubhouse, watching a or listening to a podcast, watching some Instagram stories, finding someone on TikTok who speaks and it sounds like they are in your head, that is the key. It's the key to everything when it comes to business, right? Solving your, your, your audience's problems. You have to know their pain points. You have to understand them. You, and it's better if you've been there. That's why I don't usually coach, you know, my ideal client is not usually a 70-year-old politician, right? Like that's not my ideal client because that's not who I get. My ideal clients are people that understand my journey, who I understand their journey. So the idea of building community by opening up, by being yourself, and here's the key, you guys, as I kind of wrap this segment up, let's talk for five seconds about being yourself and content creation as yourself and not being scared to create and produce the content that is raw, that is real, that is naturally you, that is completely okay to be flawed, that is not in the world of perfection, but really shares exactly what it is that you, your experience is. I have an incredible free challenge coming up. It's called Operation Create the Freaking Content Already. We're doing it the week after Thanksgiving. It's five days, and I'm holding it just on Instagram stories in my close friends. So if you go over to my Instagram, you can click on that link. It's a free challenge. The reason why I'm doing this is because I'm going to teach you guys how to create content from your heart. That's about you so that you find that community of people that feel seen in your content that hear your voice, that watch your Instagram stories, that listen to your podcast, that see all the things and they're like, oh, that, yeah, that's me. I love her, she gets me. Or I love him, he understands me. That's how you find your community, is by showing up 100% as yourself, flawed, raw, real, vulnerable, anxious, happy, depressed, all over the place, messy. And it's so hard. It's so hard because we're so scared about what people are going to say. And we're so scared about what people are going to think. And I get it. So am I. I am. I really am. If, if I ever told you that I don't care what people think, I'm lying. I really care what people think. It's probably not the best 
quality about me, but I care. Raylan knows. I care so much about what people think. But now the difference is I care about what the right people think, right? I don't care about what the wrong people think. As Molly always says, if you, Molly Dare, who's here, she always says, if your person in your life doesn't support you, if the person in your life from high school, college, your husband, your mother-in-law, your best friend doesn't support you for what it is that you're showing up online as, guess what? They're not your target audience anyway. It really doesn't matter. So show up as you. Be yourself and find your Swifties. Find your community of people that support you, that want to be part of your community, that want to go to battle for you, that want to comment all over Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram, which is so good, and we can do a whole other room on Jake Gyllenhaal and the Instagram story. But I will uh, wrap it up. You know, what's so cool is during this room, I've gotten about seven new community members over in Geneva, which I love. That means you guys are DMing me and you're getting my auto response of the link to join my community. So jump on over to Instagram, join my free challenge. I'm going to wrap up my segment. I'm going to give you a little bit of a reset. You are in Breakfast with Champions. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.